welcome back to another episode of the Portalville Podcast. Next up is our interview with the original ghost face, Lee Waddell. But first, a word from our paid sponsor, Gornaments. Do you want to make a real statement on your holiday tree this year? Then check out Gornaments, the horror-themed ornament. Go to GornamentStore.com and enter discount code PORTAL10 to get 10% off your entire purchase today. As always, thanks for listening, and enjoy your interview with Lee Waddell, the original ghost face. Don't worry, I'll cut this out when I edit. Yeah, you're going to cut all this out. Uh, thank, you. So, uh, well, thank, thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us today and to meet with us. We really appreciate it. Um, so, hello. Um, welcome to Tales from the Rift. I'm Jen. I play the news reporter August Potts on the scripted uh, podcast mm-hmm. series Portalville. Uh, I'm John. I write and produce the show. And I got to make a little sponsor announcement quick. Because this is pretty exciting because uh, I've been trying to get these guys for a couple years now. Uh, we are now Rumorg Magazine affiliates. So uh, right now, just go and get your Halloween subscriptions right now. They got some awesome deals. So go to ru-morg.com slash subscriptions and use our coupon code PP23 at checkout. Excellent. Good on you guys. I'm glad you got some sponsors in there. I know it's hard to run these podcasts. So well done. Yeah. Great. Good on you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so today we have a special guest coming through the rift. Um, he's a stuntman who's worked on so many classic films. Uh, you may know him best as his role in the original Ghost Face in West Craven's 1996 classic Scream. Um, please welcome Lee Waddell. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me in, guys. I appreciate it. You know, it's it's um Trying to get schedules to uh, to work out is, is difficult, and we actually pulled this one off pretty quick. So well done, good job. Yeah, no, thank you. Like we actually lately, with all the SAG after stuff going on, mm-hmm. had a lot of trouble getting uh, interviews scheduled. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well, it'll be here for a minute or two. So just keep working at it. That ain't going to go away right now. And oh. to, both sides got a lot of a lot of distance to cover before they get to the table. Hopefully, they can work that stuff out here pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know everyone out there wants to hear, obviously, about Scream and the Ghostface stuff. But I don't know if everyone out there knows, like, how many films you've been a part of. And I was creeping on your IMDb Pro account. <laughs> I want to read some of these off, though, because I don't know if everyone knows, like, some way, shape, or form, you've been on all these films here. Stunt performer. I was like, yeah. what the heck? Now we got a lot of questions being raised here. <laughs> so I'm seeing... Terminator, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, seen Sword of Heaven, <clears throat> uh, Return of Swamp Thing, Shocker, Death Warrant, pyrotechnic stunts, it says, on Death Warrant. Ooh. Were you trying not to blow up Van Damme? Yeah, I think I actually got blown up on that one myself. So. <laughs> I'm seeing Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Beastmaster 2, People Under the Stairs, uh, Poison Ivy, Batman Returns, The Mask, Time to Kill. Dark Breed, Scream, The Protector, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Con Air, Face Off. Wait, what was what was the Face Off one? What'd you do in Face Off? Uh, I played a convict, so the, you know that that was a real stretch. So I played one of the prison inmates on that. That'd be cool though. Did you get to see Nicolas Cage himself? 
Yeah, I mean, I worked with uh, Cage a couple of times, and uh, I think Danny Trail was on that, so I worked with him a few times. So, you know, they're, they're great guys. You're so nonchalant. It's so funny. You're like, yeah, you know, I worked with him. It's whatever. He's, well, he's, he's done cool. so many of them. That's why. <laughs> I'm seeing, okay, you got U.S. Marshals Blade, Arlington Road, Inspector Gadget, being John Malkovich, Ooh. End of Days, Spider-Man, Wind Talkers, Jarhead, Lady in the Water, Beneath the Dark, X-Men First Class, like, dude. I know. This is like like a Wayne's World, like, we're that <laughs> Excellent <laughs> portfolio, yes. Appreciate that, guys. And IMDb does a pretty good job at, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that's not on there. And then they change names. So there's like, like, okay, it changed names like three times, but what did it start out originally that I will remember that I did? And so uh, <laughs> that happens in there a couple of times also. Well, I want to ask a question, you know, since we just covered, like, you, I mean, it was even more stuff on the list than that. I mean, there's TV oh, yeah. stuff and a lot of more mm-hmm. films, but um, so what inspired you or who to get into doing stunt work and how'd you even get into it? So I was, I was still back in high school. So um, I was actually quite young. Probably, I was probably in junior high, somewhere around there, like 14, 15 and, um, started getting on the cocktail, i.e. adrenaline, right? You know, I was riding motorcycles and doing a lot of martial arts and just fun stuff and being outdoors the whole time. And uh, when I got out of high school, it was either go military or go make movies. And I chose movies because I had a better paycheck. And, uh, you know, because I went to a community college a little bit and I did about two years of of college and that wasn't giving me anything I wanted to do. So threw that program to the side and, and jumped into making movies. And, you know, it took me about uh, 10 years to become an overnight sensation in that business. And then I ran it for, I don't know, 30 years, I guess. So did you do any motorcycle stunts in any of your movies? No, not too much. I mean, I could ride a boat, motorcycle, but, you know, there's guys that are just firecrackers on, on motorcycles. And, you know, those guys would ride circles around me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I never had that big of an ego where if somebody could do it bigger, better, go for it you know um, I knew- what about your martial arts training did you use yeah, that martial arts always comes into play uh is when you're throwing fights and kicking and jumping and moving and you know a good martial arts are a great foundation across the board regardless of what you do in life you know because it gives you it gives you a great set of tools not from the obviously the self-defense point of view but the physical you know side of life also i mean it keeps you flexible and nimble and keeps you in shape. It's a, it's a great thing. It's a great base to have as a stunt performer. Yeah. Did it help in Scream when you had bottles of beer thrown at you? Sort of deflect? Now, it was, you know where it really came in? You'll see it in Scream too when I do a fight scene with the detectives when I steal the detective car. Um, and then that side, I jump up on the hood, do a nice sidekick coming across this guy. And that's where you can see the martial arts. Yeah. Right. That's where it really pays off. Um, oh, you got a question here. It's your turn. You got me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, okay, so let's talk about Scream before we get some other stuff. So how was the experience of working with Wes Craven? He's obviously, he was a legend, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've known Wes for a long time. I think my first film with him was Nightmare One. Right. And I worked just about every film he had after that. Not all of them, but I mean, I got a bunch of them. I was with him from Nightmare 1 all the way through Scream 2. 
So there's a few of them that I didn't uh, get a chance to play on, but not many. So I've known Wes quite a while. And, you know, he was, in my opinion, he was underestimated uh, for, for his contributions at the time. And I don't think he really was appreciated until he had passed away and people now look at his work. It happens yeah. to a lot of great people, though. You know? Yeah, he's like an innovator too, man. I mean, he created like two of like the biggest franchises in horror movie history too. That's very creative. You know, people don't realize that he used to be a professor. I mean, he's a super educated guy, very learned, very articulate, dry sense of humor. He, he was quite the guy. Okay, so we went through that you had like an extensive list on your portfolio there in your career um, of all the movies you worked on. So we want to know which which one are you most proud of? Which role? Man, there's a lot of them. Um, I'm proud of my resume. I'm proud of my work. Um, I love the fact that I got to bring in a character to life with Wes in Scream 1. You know, obviously that iconic opening sequence. Um, I really like the work I did on uh, Jurassic 2. That was a good piece of work. Um, so there's, there's, you know, I could look back at each film and... and and go, yeah, well, that was a good piece of work. Because that's all I wanted to do. I mean, that's all I ever was. I was a good working stunt guy, showed up on time, did a good job, had a good attitude, and off to the next one, you know. So there's guys that are bigger, badder, faster, and that are just, you know, top-notch, X-class stunt guys that would run circles around me. But, you know, I had a good reputation. I'd show up, do my job, get out of there. For Jurassic 2, what was, like, was there any unusual stunt in there or anything new that you had yeah. to do? <laughs> you know, on, on Lost World, I got eaten by that stupid lizard out of the Jeep. I was doubling, uh, what's his name? I think it was Richard Barr was the guy who doubled on that. And uh, there was a scene in there where the big T-Rex rips the top of the Jeep off and pulls this guy out of it and eviscerates him between two. So that was me. I was along for that ride. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's pretty cool man. epic wow yeah, work, and i was really proud of that piece no we actually watched we rewatched uh scream one last night mm -hmm. and i'm like man i he's taken like a lot of spills in this like you know like <laughs> just full-on leveled hit up to the ground yeah. like so when you're doing like these falls that's probably a stupid question but like are, is there like a mat on the floor you don't see or are you just like are you hitting that concrete? Sometimes, sometimes there's a pad down there. Most of the time, if you don't see what we're falling into, I guarantee you there's a pad down there, you know? So 90% uh, of the time, if you don't have to see what we're falling into, there's going to be a pad down there. And it doesn't have to be huge, you know, just a few inches, just to take the edge off. You know, doesn't have to be a port of pit. Have you received any injuries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not bad, not many, but there was a few that stretched me out there and that I was like, mm, that, that's going to hurt on Monday, and it did. Yeah. I got another question about Scream. I don't want to keep circling back to Scream, but um, who did you enjoy? Maybe this is a bad question to ask. Let's put you on the spot. Who, who did you enjoy working with most on the set? Like, which actor? You mean on the, on the set of Scream? So, yeah, on Scream 1, it was definitely Drew, right? Because I had worked with her previously. Total pro, I mean, she's such, and she's such a great person. I mean, she could go in and out of character and just, but 
the real Drew is just a fantastic human being. Very gracious, very fun, very upbeat. And you see what you get, man. She's, so I really appreciated working with her. She did a great job on that opening scene, too. Oh, yeah. She was. Yeah. Yeah. That opening scene is like one of the most iconic mm-hmm. ever for, for a slasher film, for a horror film. So I know. It's, it's, cool. it's so well acted. It's something that you don't see in every slasher film, you know? So, yeah. Through that. And, you know, Wes, Wes was such a great director, and the, the actors you know, really trusted him. So it was safe for them to go places with him. And uh, he really brought the best out. And he had an eye for talent. You know, he would always, throughout his film, if you look at him, he would always get super talented, usually the younger, you know, depending on what the, the film was, but he'd always get talented actors and actresses. Always good, yeah. solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of those actors from Scream have gone on. I mean, some of them are already kind of famous, but some of them have gone on to have like huge careers, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, take a look at that lineup. And that was one of the great things about Scream 1 is, is you know, Drew at that time was that she was, she was the girl, right? She was the hot number in Hollywood and we whacked her in like seven minutes. <laughs> so here she is, everybody's thinking we're going to have Drew Barrymore running through the, the entire show and we kill her off. You know, that really messed with the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so cool. <laughs> um, oh, you want to ask him about his yeah. new project? Yeah. So, like I said, we were creeping on IMDb. Right. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about the current project you're filming? It's called uh, The Night Butcher Volume 2. Yeah, we just wrapped it up right before the, uh, the strike hit. So we put that in the can, and that's the um, art the guy who the producer on that um, has a really great attraction out in Southern California cards, art sideshow. And uh, me and William R. Perry, who goes by the name of Webb's Craven and the tie all together. Bill was Wes Craven's original web guy. So oh. he had this really great working relationship with Wes, you know, since the nineties and Bill and I've known each other forever. So it was really cool to go do a, a a little pop-up over there at arts in Montclair, California, do some signings, meet the fans and, and, you know, that's it's like any other little con. It was a little mini con and we had a blast doing it and getting together and, and talking. So I met art at that time. Who's our producer on night butcher to uh, Mr. J who was the director. And I met all these guys and um, they came up to me after we were done and go, Hey, would you like to come out of retirement and uh, you know, have a little, little bit part in this thing. I'm like, yeah, let's check that out. You know, I hadn't been in front of Cameron forever. My last film was around 2016-ish. And I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. It was a really positive experience, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, you know, I was good for about three or four lines and a couple of different setups. So it was a really super fun, positive experience. Um, so I might try to do some of those projects later on. You know, obviously we got to get through this little strike issue. And, but, you know, if some small acting physical acting stuff pops up, I'd probably take it just because it's fun. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm well capable of hitting the ground still. I still want to do it off a horse or by a car, but, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't either, you know. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, the future's bright on that. It'd be fun to stay in front of the camera and just to have some fun with it. I don't, you know, I don't make any qualms about my acting ability or lack of. I could throw some lines to hit a character. Let's not go too deep. 
<laughs> but you know, let's have fun with it. As long as I'm having fun, I will do what I'm doing. Cool. Yeah. I got a, I got another question. I got a cool one here. <clears throat> you've done so much stuff, but what, what is the most dangerous stunt that you've ever done? Anytime fire is involved. Yeah. I've done a lot of fire. So, um, Anytime you're playing with fire, it's a serious game because you goes from great to catastrophic in a nanosecond. It's, it'll it'll get a hold of you and just tear you up, and it's not going to kill you, but it will definitely, uh, you know, you'll die days later in, in the hospital. But it's it's nasty stuff. If you if you don't know what you're doing, and you screw up or you misstep or you undercalculate, it's just not. There's no forgiveness on it. You know, you can't. You cannot talent your way out of a fire burn. I don't care yeah. how good you are in the air, all that stuff. If it gets sideways on you, yep, I'm back. Oh, yeah. oh, there oh, we sorry. go. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of delay going, but pause anyway, for dramatic effect. Yes, pause for dramatic effect. As he says, you're going to die doing fire stunts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, looking back at the culmination of your career, what advice can you give someone who aspires? to do, you know, to go to Hollywood and blow stuff up or jump off buildings for a living. So back in my day, and it still rings true today, um, you have to, if, if you're going to go out there and be stuntman or effects guys, you know, you have to live it, breathe it, and want it more than anything else. You can't part-time it. You can't sit there and go, oh, I want to do it and pursue it on the weekends. So like when I was getting into the business, I've worked at any given time, two or three jobs. I worked nights so my days were open, you know, and I flat out hustled and hustled hard and to get to meet the right people, to put, you know, get in the right spot in front of the right guys. And you have to live it, breathe it, and want nothing else in your life because you will not have any room to have anything else in your life. So if you're going to go out and be a stuntman, that is what you're dedicated to. It's a 24 seven mindset and you don't let up and it's a grind and you're going to get uh, people that telling you, you'll never make it. You're no good. I heard all that. I had guys that I'd go out and hustle and see stunt coordinators and they'd take my resume, look at it, tear it in half and put it in, put it in the garbage right in front of me. So you better, you better have a hide on you an inch thick, handle rejection, put your head down and keep grinding. Keep so, doing you know, it. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough business. Hollywood's a blast, but man, it's a tough business. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of competition, a lot of people trying to do it. You got to like really stand out, you know, you just got to grind. That's all mm -hmm. there is to it. Just yeah. day in and day out, grind, 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 contact, contact, hustle, hustle, hustle. That's all it is. Yeah. For years. You can't yeah, just give up exactly. immediately. Yeah. I was a, I was a 10 year overnight sensation. Mm -hmm. You know, I started my first extras piece was, John Carpenter's Christine, 1983, right? And I don't think I got on the other side of the fence, so to speak, until about probably somewhere in about 90. Yeah, 91, I was starting to make enough to where I could make that jump. But it was, it was, a, it was that whole time. And the only reason I did the extras work was so I could get on the sets to meet the stunt guys and the stunt coordinator, you know? I could, it sounds terrible. I go, I don't care if it was John Carpenter or not. I wanted to go meet the stunt coordinator on that. At that time, it was a guy by the name of Tem uh, Terry Leonard, right? Legend, legend. And uh, I wanted to meet him. So I had to get on the set. So I started doing extras work so I could get on the set. Yeah, networking, I imagine, is really important. 
It's all so, about that. It's all, yeah. you know, you, know, you could be so right for the part, spot on double and everything else. But if you're not buddies with the stunt coordinator or he's got somebody in front of you, so to speak, it'll go that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that goes for a lot of positions in Hollywood too. Even like writers trying to break in. I'm mm -hmm. finding that out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got a lot of connections, but getting a lot of interest, then you know fizzles out. So he's been doing the grind for two years, so you've got about you know six, seven to go. Yeah, just, don't just, say that. Don't let up, but don't ever stop believing in yourself. I mean, I've been kicked down so many times that I just double down. When I hit rejection, I just double down. Mm. That's good advice. No one tells me no. <laughs> Come yeah, back. Tell me no, but I'm like, all right. So you told me no. You know, there's more movies to be made. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, next. <laughs> I just learned to have a thick skin. Thick rejection. He doesn't, though. I try. He's to, upset though. every time. Yeah. <laughs> I get rejected more than you know, though. Yeah. Disappointment I just... comes with the game, right? Yeah. But it's on how you handle that rejection and that disappointment. It's what's going to define you. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, gosh, I've, I've been rejected more times than I've made movies. I can tell you that. I've had hundreds of auditions, and it probably... Out of 100 auditions, I think I might have scored two. So, yeah, you know, be realistic about the odds and realistic, like, okay, just keep pushing. You just don't stop. You always keep grinding. But you do gain a lot of knowledge and experience from the rejections, too. You know, Sometimes, so, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I was real analytical on stuff, and I still am a kind of a critical thinker on that. I'm like, so if I didn't get a part, you know, as an actor stunt guy, I'm like, okay, why didn't I get it? You know, and I'll replay things from my mind. And, and if I get a chance to look at auditions and stuff like that, and sometimes it just didn't work. Wasn't that you weren't talented enough. It was like the director wanted, you know, this look instead of that look, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. you know? So you can't kick yourself for that. That is, you only could control what you could control. You can't deal with the worst. That's just people being people. That's their job. That's awesome advice. That that's like that Michael Jordan quote, like the I've shot like five million shots and I've hit like a thousand, you know, or whatever it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just mm -hmm. grind. That's all you're gonna do is you just catch yeah. break eventually. You know, the old the adage, old adage is um, when preparation meets opportunity, luck is generated. You know, and if he's like, Oh, you got lucky. Not really. I was ready. And then here's yeah. this guy that I met and it, the worlds collide and let's go. That's mm -hmm. how it works. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of times, I've had a, a few, quite a few experiences where met the right person, but I wasn't ready. That's opportunity lost. That's my fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even the timing of it too. Like, oh, if you had talked to me yesterday, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Should be here last week, or next month, or we'll see you later, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have any like, funny or really bizarre moments from filming you'd like to share from, from any of your movies or sets? Yeah, I got a million of them. We could talk all about <laughs> But like one particular where you're like, I remember that often. Yeah, a couple of them actually. So I liked, uh, I did a behind the scenes thing about when we were shooting Jurassic 2. And you know, that was the biggest budget at the time. It was when CGI was really starting to grab traction. And yet there was a lot of stuff that was shot practically in that film. And one of those things is when the velociraptors are hunting the hunters, right? There's a scene there where you can see them coming across the fields, right? Well, that was CG. But when they actually ate the guys, that was a big old six-foot lizard tail. That was practical. So they gave the stunt guys 
these big old long lizard tails. And I'm like, you don't give a bunch of stunt guys a bunch of lizard tails. It's like a pool noodle. We just knock the snot out of each other and it's laughing and having a good old time with these things. You're right. So, you know, here we are, biggest, biggest box going on or just, you know, huge money, huge everything. And here we are playing with a bunch of rubber lizard tails in the middle of a field in the middle of the night. That's you went into the long grass then? Yeah. And we mm -hmm. couldn't see, but, you know, two feet. So we, as the sun guys, we count off like six paces, right? So you'd run, you'd like run six and fall down. And so like, as they would, you'd hear your guy coming and as he fell down, we could be like, you'll see it. There's one, there's one of those scenes in there where you see the tails like three feet away and the tail would pop up and wave it around and, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, uh, that's so pretty fun, cool. That's one of those behind the scenes things. That's fun. Did they let you keep the tail? No, you know, oh. and I'm an old school guy, so I didn't really keep a lot of stuff from my film career. Right. I got, there, there's a few items. Like I said, I have one of my scream two masks. Um, but when I did the dinosaur scene on that, I asked Stan Winston, who was alive at that time, they had to take some of the teeth out of the dinosaur for my leg to fit in this thing's mouth. And that was the one thing I really wanted to take away from it because I knew it was going to be a big stunt. It's going to be one of those epic ones, goes on the wall. And uh, I asked him if I could have one of the big, huge canine teeth out of the out of the dinosaur. It was this big old, yeah, huge thing. And um, you know, dinosaur was still working, so he wouldn't, he couldn't let me have it because that would have been a great piece of yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. So you said you have your Scream Two mask? Yeah. So uh, Scream Two. The, uh, if you guys remember Scream 2, there was a big opening sequence where they do the, the movie in the movie where there's, it's like this opening sequence where Jada gets stabbed and all the masks that were in the theater, right? Everybody's running around doing the stab. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have one of those masks. The, the actual, the hero mask, one of the other actors has. In fact, I know who has it. But I had to crash the car in that movie where uh, Nev comes crawling out over me after we crashed this car. And of course, you know, production's not going to let us cut up a bunch of real, you know, production made masks. Um, and I had to put a bunch of one of them. I had a strap of duct tape is actually the correct word. I duct taped one of the screen masks over my helmet, but we had to cut up two or three to make that happen. So there was a box full of the masks that were used in the theater sequence. I grabbed three of those and uh, we cut up two to make this sequence work. And the other one ended up in my stunt bag. So I still have one of those and it's been authenticated and it's the real deal. You know, that's a great piece of movie history. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a fun question for, for me anyway. I came up with um, this. This is probably a bad question though. No, it's not. It's excellent. Uh, this is an excellent question. Um, oh, so is there a basic stuntman move that you could teach us like right now, like proper ways to, uh, I mean, like I want to learn how to fall down the stairs, but you gravity know, fall work. down gravity in general, I guess. Yeah. Gravity does the work on stair falls. You're just along for the ride. Okay. So, like don't stick your arm out or something. <laughs> I wrote this question. I'm like, how do I phrase this? stunt man move yeah like is there a way to like take a punch or something okay. you can Technique. teach us yeah we're gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get cheesy and have a good time this is why i love doing podcasts with you guys because it's fun right that's the whole point 
All right, so she gets to throw the punch. Okay. Uh, she's going to bring her right hand up, right, horizontally like that. Get your elbow up. Yeah. And then as you punch through, you're going to miss his face. Let the camera do the work, right? Camera does not have depth. It's one eyeball instead of two, right? So as your hand, uh, real slow motion, your hand's going to come across his face, right? You extend through, extend through, and you're going to miss it. Miss his face. Yeah. Miss it by far. Miss it by inches. Doesn't have to be that close. Should I sell it? Like... You as the, uh, there you go and that is really how simple it is guys you gotta play to cool. the camera so when you when you know how to make movies and you know how to make fight sequences a stunt guy stunt coordinator will see quote unquote a miss in a piece of film in a nanosecond because we see this big gap for whatever reason maybe they didn't hit the angle right maybe the throw wasn't right maybe the guy receiving it didn't time it right whatever but we'll see a miss in a blink of an eye. If it's not done right, stunt coordinator will step in and like, do it again. So I always wonder. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm still stuck on the stairs. So would you just like roll yourself? dude. Let's say I'm gonna try it. No one throws yourself down the stairs at home. So say you're gonna like just throw yourself down the stairs. Do you wanna do like a certain sort of like tuck? Yeah, tuck and roll is great, but it also depends on what kind of stairs. You know, you going down something tight and narrow like an escalator or do you have some room where you can kind of, you know, get to a different room. position. I mean, room for flailing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways to go down and you can go, there ain't nothing easy about a stair fall. You just got to go. And uh, that's where that air sense comes in. So you know what your body's doing as you're pummeling down these stairs at an alarming rate of speed. Gravity's doing the work. You're along for the ride. Your oh. job is to make sure you don't get hurt and to keep those pads between you and the staircase. Yeah. Or stunt women, they can't put pads on half the time because they're in a dress. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So just take the bruises. I've known plenty of stunt men and stunt women, myself included, that, yeah, you just got to take it. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I always wonder because, you know, you see those movies. I want to go back to the punching thing. You know, you're assuming they're kind of whiffing. But I read this article one time where Van Damme said he was filming this movie in China. And all the actors there were like, like, really hit me. So some of his stuff, he's actually punching these dudes. I'm like, I wonder how often that actually happens, though, when you're actually taking punches and kicks. I mean, it looked like you took a bottle and scream a couple times, like threw it right at you. To the sack. It's not, it's not that violent, guys. So, like, when I went through the window with Drew when she hit me in the face with the, with the phone, nah, you know, that's par for the course. And on top of that, I had this mask on, and it wasn't a dread. And once again, you really don't. She didn't really hit me, yeah. right? You know, it was very light brush. If anything, it was my job to sell the hit. Right. You just like, you just overact it, but then kind of like, like wrestling. It's like fake glass, though, right? Yeah, it's breakaway glass. But breakaway glass is um, the old term is candy glass. But you know, it stuff still cuts you. It's just real brittle, but it still cuts you. I've been through that stuff a hundred times, and usually, I look like a sieve when I'm done, just because it cuts you, it nicks you, it does everything real glass does. Uh, could, this could be like, like, do you talk to other stuntmen like in Jaws, like where they're like showing their scars? Like, this one was a thresher shark. <laughs> this one's from the SS Indianapolis. No, nah, it's nothing like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, we all got, we're all tore up in some capacity. Some guys have hardware, some guys don't. You know, I don't have any hardware in me. I don't have too many scars. But, uh, I still got a couple of deficits. Not bad, though. Yeah, I have a high pain threshold. I used to. I'm interested in stairs. That. 
I'm man. Now, if I if I get a hangnail, I'm I'm going to the ER. I just <laughs> yeah, I, that pain hole, that whole pain tolerance thing went away. Okay, so do you have any upcoming conventions or anything you're making appearances at? Yeah, I just came off. Wow, yeah, I do. It's been a real. This whole next half, this whole year is going to be super busy because I just I was really pleased, like I said earlier, how come our schedules worked out. I just got off the road. I did three of them back to back. So I went to Chicago, went to Houston, went up to Denver. I got about a week off, two weeks off. And then I'm into, uh, uh, what's it called? It's uh, Haunted Screams Expo out there in uh, Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. I think that's like 16, 17, whatever that Saturday, Sunday is here in September coming up. And then the week later, I'm out to Ontario, California for a thing called the Creep IE Aftermath. Um, another really super great con and about and that one's really fantastic because we're going to do uh, a screening with the Frida group which is a dot org uh, film restoration film historical uh, place and we're going to do a 16 millimeter screening of scream one uh, and that's the first time I've seen it on film since probably the premiere in 96. Yeah that's awesome. Yeah, then after that we're down to uh Spookala, which is Florida first uh, for that first weekend in Florida, five, six, seven, I think, uh, Tampa and something fun we're going to be doing on that. We're going to do a, uh, a gathering of ghost face as the guys call it. We're going to do uh, let's see if we can't get 50 ghost face together at the same time with me and do like this unofficial world record attempt. And just because that whole uh, the Spookala one's all about scream reunion, it's me and yeah, I think Matt Lillard's going to be there and David Arquette's going to be there and Jamie Kennedy and, you know, I'm pretty sure Skeet's going to be down there. So there's a whole pack of the original Scream guys and girls that are going to be down there. So we're going to try this uh, world record attempt at the same time, which will be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, dude. We did one down to Houston when it was just, hey, let's get the guys and get together. And it was so successful and so fun. We had such a laugh about it that uh, they're like, hey, let's do this again. I'm like, all right. So the guys over at Spookala down there in, in Florida, in Tampa, they're all over it, total support. So we're going to get the, you know, we'll get the, the details ironed out with them and we'll put some, uh, put the word out on Instagram and things like that. So it'll be something fun to watch and see what happens with it. So um, is there anything, anything else that any upcoming work or anywhere, anything else that you wanted to sort of promote while we have you? No, I mean, let's, if people want to know what I'm doing, Instagram's my kind of go-to, the Lee Waddell, not hard to find. Um, find me there. You'll find my, uh, you'll find out what I'm doing because usually I'm, that's the only place I interact with social media wise uh, that I, if you hit me on Instagram, I run my Instagram, you know, that's me. So I don't have anybody doing that. That's the best way to track with what I'm doing, where I'm doing, you know, or what's coming up. And I'm always doing collaborations with people and artists, and I'm pretty active in the in the Ghostface thing because, you know, I love being a part of the franchise. I love that the Scream Nation and the horror fans, you know, have kind of given me their blessing to to carry the torch, you know, for Wes and and the lineage that Scream is becoming. I will we'll have number seven will be starting up next year. You know, so it's really cool to be a part of that and to keep Wes's, you know, initial direction of what Ghostface is and was alive, you know, and help carry that forward. So it's a blessing and I take it seriously. We have a lot of fun, but I, I take it, you know, very humbly and very seriously that I've, I've been kind of chosen 
by the community to do that. And it's very, it's really cool. And I really love doing it. So as long as they accept me and I'll keep throwing it out there and having fun with it. Well, yeah. Thank you for your time. I think we went a little bit over time, but yeah. Thank you, Lee. Yeah. Um, Great. Some great questions. Those were fun. So I I, had to throw something in maybe that what you haven't heard like a million times, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in stairs still, but well, if you have some in your stair, you know, if you have some, uh, go put the pads on, start small, just work it. Yeah. (laughs) Like football or hockey pads, maybe. Yeah. The more the merrier you can. The problem is, is, you know, in stunts, you can never have enough pads. And even when you do the, the, the edge of the, uh, of the metal staircase that you're going down will find its way in between the two pads you have on. So it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think we'll get back to you with our, uh, our stunt reel, you know, yeah, please, show you uh, our progress soon. Outtakes. So <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Um, all if right, we're not so- dead. We appreciate you taking the time to talk. Um, we really loved the conversation, learning all about your experiences. And um, everyone, check out Lee's extensive filmography. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow him on Instagram. Um, and that's all I got. Great, guys. I really appreciate you. Thanks again for having me on. You know, it was, it was yeah. a pleasure. I always love doing podcasts, and with, especially with great hosts and great questions. You know, this, this was a fun one. And you know, I'm sitting down here in Texas right now. I'm not. I'm not in Southern California in the studio, so I got this little modified setting that worked because the AC is great. That's why I'm in this room. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think I'll be back out in Southern California next month. I got some stuff to do out there. Obviously, with uh, the big free IE aftermath going on, so it's all good stuff. Thanks again for everything, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get to do this uh, do this again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. Peace. Thank See you later. You. Bye.